Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. We are taking the summer and we're doing a series through the whole summer on the book of Proverbs. There is so much truth uh, in the book of Proverbs. And so I thought I would give you just a little um, taste this morning uh, on the subject of wisdom. The book of Proverbs is really the book of wisdom. It is filled with wisdom from Solomon, the author. And so I wanted to just share some things with you this morning from the book of Proverbs. Let me ask you a question. If God showed up today and said that you could have any one thing that you want, what would you ask for? Uh, What would you ask for? Maybe you would ask for uh, to be out of debt, or maybe you would ask for a better marriage, or maybe you just want to be married, right? Um, Maybe you would ask uh, for fewer problems. I don't know what you would ask for, but God actually posed this question in 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3, God shows up to Solomon and basically says, you can have any one thing that you desire. And of all the things that Solomon could have asked for, he's talking to God, right, whose resources are limitless, of all the things that he could have asked for, Solomon asked for wisdom. What would I ask for? What would you ask for? I don't know, but Solomon says more than anything else, God, I want wisdom. God was so impressed with his answer That he not only gave him wisdom, but he also gave him wealth and power and said that no one would compare to Solomon. I'm going to give you everything that everybody else wants because you asked wisely. And can I just tell you that though God had that conversation with Solomon, I just want to tell you, there's a whole lot of people wanting a whole lot of things that if we will just pursue wisdom, many of those things will be ours, right? Because of what we pursue instead of what we just hope for or wish for. I think we don't understand how important wisdom is. I think we don't really realize that it is the key to everything else that we want in life and everything else that God has for us in life. Proverbs chapter eight, verse 11 says, wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing else. Listen to that. Nothing else you could ever want is as valuable. Nothing else? Nothing else is as valuable. Gold closed at almost $1,900 an ounce on Friday. I don't know how much gold you own, but scripture says it doesn't compare to the gift of wisdom. Proverbs chapter four, verse seven says, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. So if wisdom is more valuable than anything else, and if getting wisdom is the most important thing we can do, I think we better make sure that we have a clear understanding of what wisdom is. Let me just give you a simple definition of wisdom. Wisdom is seeing things from God's point of view. 
seeing things from God's point of view. Wisdom isn't knowledge. I think many times people confuse wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom isn't knowledge because you can get knowledge from going to college or getting a degree, right? We know, I know a lot of people with degrees that seem like they're a couple of degrees off, if you know what I mean, right? A person can have knowledge and not be wise. I don't have time to walk you through all the benefits of wisdom from the book of Proverbs, but let me just share a few of those, the benefits that Proverbs says that wisdom is good for your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Wisdom will give you a bright future. Wisdom will bring success. It will bring you honor. It will multiply your days and add years to your life. With, with wisdom, your life will get better and better. It's so over the top. It kind of sounds like a late night infomercial, right? You're waiting for them to throw in some knives or something. When you read through the book of Proverbs and you see what God says that wisdom brings, it's just amazing. If wisdom is this important, then I think we need to figure out how do we get it. So I think that many times we think about wisdom as something that just we inherit or wisdom is just something that God just pours on us. But that's not what scripture says. Proverbs chapter four, verse five says this, learn to be wise. Learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Learn and develop. Those are both intentional choices. Wisdom doesn't just happen. I don't care how much you love God. I don't care uh, how much you love people or how intelligent you are. Wisdom doesn't just happen. Scripture says that we've got to learn to be wise and we've got to develop good judgment. We've got a choice to make. And let me just say this. You're never too old and you're never too young to obtain wisdom. Wisdom has absolutely nothing to do with your age. So I think our question today as we look at the book of Proverbs is, do we want wisdom? So when we look at that scripture that says, learn to be wise, I want to take that word learn and use it as an acronym this morning to give us five steps to learning wisdom. All right? So the first one is, Listen, listen to God's word every day. Proverbs chapter two, verse six says, it is the Lord who gives wisdom and from him come knowledge and understanding. Listen, there's a lot of things that we can read and there's a lot of things that we can read about, but they don't necessarily build wisdom. Wisdom comes from the word of God. Listen, you gotta remember, the word of God is the will of God. Right, The word of God is the heart of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. And if we want, if we want wisdom, then we've got to go to the source of wisdom. I think that we fill our brains with a whole lot of stuff instead of what's most important. Proverbs 15, 14 says, a wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. You can either feed on truth or you can feed on trash, but whatever you fill your mind with is what's going to come out of you. And how many of you know, have you ever been around somebody and when they start talking, you realize they haven't been working on their wisdom? Have you ever been, right, talking and then you hear something come out of your mouth and you go, man, that was dumb, right? Listen, what we feed on is what will come out of us. So the question is, what are we feeding on? 
I remember a kid being a kid like you probably and afternoon having a snack and my mom would say, you're eating that trash and it's going to ruin your appetite. So Pastor Chris has recently put me on an eating plan. For some reason, he thought that I could benefit from, I mean, I think I'm looking good. I don't know. Anyway, so he has me on a re, on an eating plan, right? And so I've been very conscious about what I'm eating. And I think that many times we take things in without really realizing what we're taking in. I think there's some poison out there that people are literally consuming as if it's acceptable. Can I just tell you, just because the culture says something is good doesn't mean God says it's good. There are marriages that have been torn apart because of poison that has been consumed. There are families that are left without a mother or a father because of poison that has been consumed. Then other people are feasting on junk food. Not necessarily really good or bad, it's just junk. I talked to a couple this week and their complaint for marriage, their marriage was that she spends about five hours a day on TikTok and he spends about four hours a day on Instagram and Facebook. Can I just tell you, you can determine whether it's good or not or bad. I'm just telling you it's junk. And when you feast that much time on junk, you're not going to want something that is good. You're, you're literally going to tell, you're going to begin to uh, train your appetite toward what is junk versus what is productive. And there's healthy food. Healthy, the wise people feed on truth. So if I want to learn, I've got to spend time with God every day connecting with truth and connecting with wisdom. So we listen to God's word every day. Then we enlist friends who challenge us. Listen, if we're going to be wise, we've got to get some wise people in our lives. We've got to get some wise people in our lives because people can affect our potential. What's important isn't how many friends we have. No, what's really important is the type of friends that we have because a few wise, godly friends are much more important than a bunch of people who don't make us any better than we already are. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, spend time with the wise and you will become wise, but friends of fools will suffer. Listen, if you hang around with fools, guess what you're going to become, right? Friends are important. Wisdom begins and grows within relationship. A lot of people have educational degrees and that's awesome and yet their marriage and their families are falling apart. Can I just tell you, whatever you have accomplished over your life is amazing, but put your stock in wisdom. I promise you, wisdom will take you further than anything else. So it's why we have small groups here at Our Savior's Church. We have small groups. We have groups for men and groups for women and groups for couples because we want you to grow in relationship because as you grow in relationship around the word of God and the principles of God's word, you will begin also to grow in wisdom. 
You say to your kids, probably what I say to my kids, and that is that bad company corrupts good character. Can I just tell you, that's not true just for our children. It's, for tr- it's true for us as well. We need friends who build us up, not tear us, tear us down. So we need to listen to God's word every day. We need to enlist friends who challenge us. And then we need to ask questions and accept correction. Listen, this is a huge key to becoming wise. Proverbs 20, verse 5, people's thoughts can be like a deep well, but someone with understanding can find the wisdom there. You know that verse of scripture is saying? It's, it speaks of the fact that we can draw wisdom out of people like we would draw water from a well. And many times you draw wisdom out of people by asking questions. I've got a friend of mine that I hang around with a lot, and it doesn't matter who we are with, he's going to ask them a question. If, if we're with a welder, he wants to know, what should I know that only welders know? If he's with a surgeon, he's like, hey, give me something I can use in my business. There's got to be something that you can teach me because he's always asking questions of people so that he can learn more. I think we spend way too much time talking about ourselves than asking questions of others. Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church, the author of Purpose Driven Life, he said this. He said, as I've traveled the world, I've asked questions of taxicab drivers and prime ministers, and they've both taught me. I've learned from hotel maids and from presidents. And I've learned that you can learn anything, or you can learn from anyone if you just ask the right questions. Proverbs 18, 15 says this, intelligent people are always open to new ideas, and in fact, they look for them. Listen, we learn by listening. We're not learning when we're talking, right? We tell our kids that, right? We learn by listening. Proverbs 19, 27, if you stop learning, you will forget what you already know. My dad, my parents owned furniture stores. And uh, at my parents' furniture store, there was a huge sales counter and they had uh, calculators the whole way through because salespeople would want to hurry up and figure out the ticket so they could get on to the next customer. My dad refused to use the calculators. And I remember being a teenager going, Dad, why are you taking so, why are you doing this on paper? There's a calculator. And he would tell me, he'd say, David, I don't ever want to get to a point where I lose what is up here because I spend all my time depending on what's right here. And I think many times we lose what we know because we're not using what we know. So we listen to God's word every day. We enlist friends who challenge us. We ask questions and accept correction. And then number four, we remember and reinforce what we learn. Because listen, you can't just learn it. You got to learn it and then remember it. And listen, learning is easier than remembering. I don't know about you. I'm 55 and it sure is easy to forget a whole lot of stuff, right? You can't just learn it. You also got to remember it. You can't just remember it. You've got to reinforce it. If you don't remember and you don't reinforce, you end up having to learn the same lesson over and over again. And I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've been there having to relearn a lesson I should have learned the first time, but I didn't put the right things in place and so I repeated the problem. The United States Air Force did a study and this is what they found. They found that we forget 
90 to 95% of everything we hear within 72 hours. That we forget 90 to 95% of what we hear within 72 hours. I know this is true for me because Tara will say, hey, I need you to run the store and get bread, milk, eggs, and sugar. And I get to Albertsons, I got bread and milk, and I'm walking around going, I know there's something else. I know there's something else, and I know if I come home without it, I'm going to be in trouble. Right? That didn't even take 72 hours. It took seven and a half minutes. It's so easy to forget. Proverbs 22 17 and 18, listen, listen to these, there's four words in here I want to draw your attention to. Listen, and I'll teach you what the wise have said. Study their teachings, and you will be glad if you remember them and can quote them. Those four four words, listen, study, remember, and then quote. Can I tell you, one of the best things we could do that I think we've lost the art of is memorizing scripture. When I was younger, we grew up in church. We we always memorized scripture. And I think that we've really lost that. Can I tell you that when you begin to put God's word in you, it develops wisdom and it will help you. There are people who struggle with repetitive sin. Can I tell you, you you wanna know how to conquer repetitive sin? Well, David said in Psalms 119, verse 11, I hid my word in God's word in my heart so I wouldn't sin against him, right? I've hidden God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. Listen, when you begin to hide God's word in your heart, when you begin to memorize scripture, all of a sudden you will be able to know it to recall it, to quote it. Do you remember Matthew chapter four when Jesus is being tempted in the garden? Remember, what did he do? He literally, he defeated the enemy by quoting scripture. And I think many times we come face to face with the enemy with temptation, but we've got nothing in the bank to give out. We've got nothing to fight him with. And when we begin to put God's word in us, when we listen to it, when we study it, when we remember it, and we quote it. Remember Psalms 119, I think it's verse 35. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Listen, as you begin to take God's word in, as you study it, you remember it, you quote it, all of a sudden it will become life to you. Listen, we're so, I'm so thankful to be a part of a great church. But if all you're doing is eating on Sunday, it will not sustain you. If all you're doing is getting God's word on Sunday when you're here from someone else, you're missing out on what God has for you. This is what I know. We typically remember the things that we really are interested in. Right? There are people who, you know, you have friends like that, you ask them a, a sports question and they can rattle off every stat there is. Right? You talk to a chef and he's going to give you all kinds of wisdom on cooking. Right? Listen, if we really love God and we're really passionate about God, shouldn't we want to know and study and learn and remember and quote what God has given to us? 
Proverbs chapter 4, verses 21 and 22. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Listen to God's word every day. Enlist friends who challenge you. Ask questions and accept correction. Remember and reinforce what you learn. And then lastly, now go and do it. Go and do it. Do the truth. Listen, so back to Pastor Chris. So I really am trying to get in shape, right? I have books about getting in shape. I've had them for years. They're great books. You should read them. Hey, hey, hey. You're not going to talk to Tim Tebow like that, I bet. Listen, I have great books on getting in shape. But we know getting in shape doesn't come from reading a book. Right? Getting in shape happens when we get off the couch, we put down the potato chips, and we do something about it. Listen, you want wisdom? Do something about it. You want wisdom? You want, let's just start this way. You want your life to be better? You want your marriage to be better? You want your family to be better? Don't talk about it. Do something about it. James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, it says this. Don't merely merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Let me just stop right there. James says, don't listen to the word. Don't only listen to the word and deceive yourselves. You know what he's saying? What he's saying is this, is that many people think because they know the word that they're obeying the word. And that's not true. It's just not true. Just because you hear the word doesn't mean you're obeying the word, right? There's a passage of scripture in the gospels that you're probably familiar with and is talking about uh, the time of judgment when, when we stand before God in judgment and scripture says there will be a whole lot of people who go, but didn't we prophesy? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we heal the sick? And Jesus says that God will look at them and say, depart from me, I never knew you. Do you know what that really references? It's people who are around people who were casting out demons and healing the sick and prophesying. And because they thought, because they were around people who were obeying scripture, they thought they were in the fold. Listen, it's not about who you're around at this point, it's about what you do. You know how it is. The Saints play on Friday, play on Sunday, and on Monday we're going, man, did we win that game? You weren't even in New Orleans right? But we put ourselves in the mix, right? Listen, James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law, this is the scripture, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. He uses a mirror as analogy for looking into God's word. 
Listen, when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you go, oh my God, what happened to you? Right? You know how some of you people with hair, I'm sure y'all do that, right? You go, how did that happen? Well, you don't look in the mirror and, and think that and then just go to work. You do something about it. You know why? Because knowledge equals responsibility. Once you know, then you're responsible to do something with it. Can I tell you that as we study God's word and God's word, God exposes things in our heart, knowledge equals responsibility. Once we see something in scripture that we need in our lives, knowledge equals responsibility. God does not bless good intentions. God blesses wise choices. So if you come here during the day, there are rooms here on campus with the lights that are off. We've got those motion lights, right? And it looks like the lights are off and they're off until somebody walks in and, and, and then they and triggers and they turn on. They're not off because there's no power. There's no, it's not off because the bulbs don't work. It's not off because we didn't pay the bill this month. It's off because nobody needs it. Can I just tell you, God has all wisdom for us. God has all knowledge for us. God has wisdom and the benefits that come with wisdom. They are available to us, but many times they're not in, our, in operation in our lives because we haven't taken a step to trigger it, to say, I'm ready, Let, let's go, right? And so God's just waiting for us to take a step. God's got wisdom for us. God's got blessing for us, but God doesn't bless good intentions. God blesses steps of righteousness, God blesses steps of righteousness. And as you take that step, like that light, all of a sudden it comes on. As you go, God, I want wisdom. Then all of a sudden God goes, I've got wisdom. Let's begin a journey. You want wisdom today? You want the wisdom of God? You want the blessings of God? Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for your word. God, there is truth there in your word. Lord, so many times it is not about what's available to us. It is about what we access. God, today I pray, God, that you would give us a passion for your word. God, our culture has a passion for so many things, and it seems like your word is nowhere on the list. God, let that not be true of us. Let that not be true of us. God, let us be men and women, God, who pursue the word of God, who read the word of God, who memorize the word of God, who can quote the word of God. Father, we pray today, Lord, that as we learn wisdom, God, that you would surround us with the right friends. God, you said life and death is in the power of the tongue, and that's not just the words that we speak out of our own mouths. I believe that it also pertains to the words that we allow others to speak over us. God, I pray, surround us with people who speak words of life over us. God, help us. Help us, Lord, to take inventory of our lives. Lord, to see what remains and what should go. And Father, we pray, bring us to a better place. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.